Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday matinee to you, uh, uh, gentlemen, Andy, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, is it a real fight in the morning when we start talking? Is it a fight not to to hold it back? Are you like a a racehorse at the gate? You know, I'm going to try to represent more. More countries cultures around the world yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna work on, on that <laughs> i think that's what See, isn't that what nick asked us to do a whole work on, uh, work uh, on offending uh, an accent series that we should do <laughs> i i think we aspire to that who needs an accent series when we have me right <laughs> i i have a little bit of news i think it was maybe the middle of the week uh the week seems really long this week so i it seems like it's been two weeks since we last talked. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Hulu, um, what is it, Disney Plus ESPN bundle package that's going on now? I don't know if you guys heard about this, the, the pricing. Because mm-hmm. as a Hulu subscriber, I was like, Ugh, do I really want to shell out a few more bucks for, you know, or another like $10 for Disney Plus? 
eh, is there that much? Okay, all the back catalog. There's stuff, but my kids are older, so I'm not in a position where there is a lot of high demand for some of the Disney back catalog. But knowing that I can bundle that in with with ESPN and Disney Plus, I mean, I'm not a huge sports fan, but it's it's would be a nice little add up for just a couple of bucks. I thought I'm really impressed with Disney. I know it's smart business sense from their side, knowing that they're losing, you know, viewers on cable TV and all of this. So a nice way to bring everything together. So it's something that has piqued my interest and made it strongly possible that I will switch to that plan versus just trying to, you know, doing Disney Plus as a separate piece. So I think this might be the first step in maybe some bundling of some of these streaming you know, plans out there to see if we start seeing because of the ginormous monopoly that some of these companies are, if we start seeing some of them. <laughs> so instead of instead of cable TV, where you now pay for all these channels you don't watch, you'll now have buy a streaming package with a bunch of streaming bundles in there with some streaming plans that you probably will never use. So, so are you? you know, see, I, I didn't. I guess I don't. You got to review the news for me. What did I? I know that Disney Plus has said that they are that they'll be available inside of Hulu as one of the channel add-ons. My assumption is that it will be a, a channel that you'll be able to add like on iTunes channels too, or Apple TV channels and things like that. So where, whatever your primary platform is, you'll be able to add it. But is it is it that if you buy it through Disney or through Hulu, you'll get ESPN too? So it's what they're doing is it's basically... Now, I, I because I am the ad free subscriber on Hulu Plus, so it's a little bit right. you know I think you are too, Pete. Which is what like eleven ninety nine, but right, Something like right that. now Disney Plus is going to be the anchor to a bundle of all their streaming services for thirteen dollars a month. That's Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. So it's not like right now where I, in my Hulu, I can get HBO for an extra, whatever, $14 a month or Showtime. It looks like it is, you can, this becomes this the becomes prime, the package prime. prime. Right. Now I don't, I'm assuming that maybe they're going to, you know, kick it up a few more dollars if I want to do the Hulu ad free. We'll see. Or, but to me, again, it wasn't, you know, a separate bundled add on. It's, it's all packaged together. So that is mm -hmm. what makes that appeal to me as a, a current Hulu subscriber. Okay. That's actually interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that excites me as much. I was looking forward to like the, whatever it is, six ninety nine add on inside of Hulu or Apple TV channels, like wherever. I, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, just let me just shut up and take my money kind of a thing. And, <laughs> you know, then we, then we heard the initial, um, you know, I, I'll be, uh, this is really not Disney plus. This is like Mandalorian plus. Cause that's yeah. the thing I really want to watch. Um, and so I don't, I don't know how excited I am about, I, I definitely not, I, I can guarantee you, I'm not, have you met me? Not excited about ESPN. Like yeah. I, could, no, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what, uh, what that offers me. Well, and this is where package right. deals start where yeah. you, you have to evaluate, is it a better deal to have Disney plus and Hulu Plus, and just deal with the fact that you you have ESPN as well. Yeah, you know, or is it a better deal to just right. to buy them separately? And this is this is how packages form, yeah. and this is why we <laughs> have cable. And this is eventually this will be what streaming is like, where you have a pa a plan that has like you know five hundred different streaming yeah. platforms. It's like, well, I only right. watch five of them, but it's but right cheaper. now the pricing model is you know. I was afraid we were going to get to that point if every add-on within Hulu was going to be another fifteen dollars, uh, but to you know sort of make it a, a little packaged plan where right now for people that are just regular Hulu subscribers paying their seven ninety nine a month, um, rate ninety nine a month, you're you're getting you know for just you know a couple of bucks you're getting two extra things. Uh, so that's a smart approach, I think. Uh, Disney's got the money; they've got the leverage. We see if they. If others, you know, hop on board, I'd be interested to see if we start to get um, other, you know, packages like this. I don't know who else is out there uh, that has the platform to do something like that because the Hulu interface is much different than Netflix because Hulu was sort of built on this idea of we're bringing in all of these different providers already. Netflix doesn't have that. And I don't know who Netflix would possibly be getting into bed with to, to offer something like that to compete. Um, They're very standoffish about yeah. this stuff. Netflix, yeah. very standoffish. They won't play in any, there's no cross pollination of sandboxes. Right. So it would maybe be, I don't know who's the, uh, 
Let's see, Disney owns. So I guess it would be like what? Like what's the other big conglomerate? Is that like Warner Brothers, Time Warner? Yeah. That yeah. Because right. I think because they they, they, AOL, they yes. own is it are they the ones that own Comcast? I'm trying to remember my big oh, see, media now, my big media map because that's the other one that might have the content library uh, to to start something and then sort of pulling in related services. But I don't have my four companies on the world map available right now. Well, the big test will be when somebody does finally yeah. get these people to hop into bed together and it becomes a platform. I mean, that's what that's when we will truly have a streaming service that is basically yeah. a cable company when they can get, you know, Paramount TV and CBS and HBO yeah. and Warner Media and Disney and all these different people to hop into one platform and everybody pays one price and then you get all those different platforms comcast owns i think it is comcast owned nbc universal owns uh comcast spectator the sports network in demand networks comcast spotlight comcast technology solutions comcast ventures a venture capital uh outfit freewheel watch uh sky all of sky remember comcast bought sky so that's that's big um and of course, M- MC or NBC Universal, and I think they also have another streaming service coming, uh, NBC U Plus, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, un- under NBC Universal, um, Chiller and Clue, and that's C L O O, Daily Candy, uh, G Four. The list is long. And yeah. Okay. So that's the other marginally distinguished. And Warner has uh, Warner, HBO, TBS, uh, AT&T, Sportsnet, DC, New Line, the yeah. CW. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've got. And, and you know, have, have either of you subscribed to DC's uh, universe? No. No, I was I was wondering because as as DC heads, I was interested just to watch the Swamp Thing, but um, then they canceled it after not even finishing right. a season. I'm like, that's not <laughs> worth paying for, for that. Yeah, I, I struggled with that one too. It's yeah. very confusing, and um, you know this this whole uh, this just fifteen years from now, probably less. We're going to have we'll have we'll have made it over the cable cord cutting thing and we'll be back into the unbundling thing which is i just want yes. my single yeah whatever it is <laughs> i just... probably we're all going to buy it'll be back to you know who had it right it was itunes when they first released the itunes store with tv shows where you just buy the show just buy yeah. the show i yeah. don't care about any networks right. right i just want the shows and um, so that's that that is feeling more and more appealing to me uh, than any of this other stuff, and I got very excited about it when I because I've I've now I had HBO for Game of Thrones, and I managed to watch Chernobyl and Game of Thrones uh, when I still had the HBO subscription turned on, and then I saw that they also had finally released Chernobyl in the iTunes Store, and that was such an easy pickup. Uh, just to have, because I know I'm going to watch that again. I want that in the library. I don't want to subscribe to HBO to get it. Uh, and and so it's these you know show by show purchases. It, the networks, the bundles, they're making it easier for me not to look at them and and just go straight back to individual shows. <laughs> yes, it's it's getting frustrating again. Agreed. Just when they cleared it all up, they <laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah. screwed right. all up again. I cut, they did. I did my part. I cut my cable, and now they have they've made it bad again. They've made it a, a site of ugliness. Well, it's what happened is customers finally figured out this is what we want, and then all the people said, "No, no, no, we're not making yeah, the money right. we were before." Right. Hold on, we got to build this wait, system back exactly. up so we can wait, make wait, money wait, again. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 everybody wait. over exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not it's not great. I'm not excited about that. Did you hear that uh, that? Dwayne Johnson might end up oh, in the MCU. Yes, I did. Doing I don't know what? which character that is, but because I thought he was down for Shazam, like I or Black Adam, or well, yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know. I haven't heard any rumors yeah. of the DC side, but as far as Marvel is concerned, um, there has been kind of some Twitter back and forths uh, that uh, you know people are 
are talking about him being uh, a character who I'm not familiar with named uh, Garrison Kane, uh, who was a Weapon X at one of Cable's uh, six-pack mercenary team who uh, is involved in kind of the Deadpool storyline. And as Deadpool moves into the MCU after the the, uh, acquisition that uh, Disney had, it looks like uh, that may be a character that they're they're pushing. So it will be interesting to see what would happen with that. I I, I don't know. He's he's an actor who I I think he's fun to watch. I don't necessarily think he's like an actor, but uh, he is fun to watch. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he could bring to the MCU. Oh, I think he'd be great. Are you kidding? I think he'd be enormously fun. Yes, but he is not an actor, yeah, right. apparently. He doesn't. Well, <laughs> he is not I was going to say, I've never seen him wearing a monocle, <laughs> like but that. he could. <laughs> he could. <laughs> I can tell you, he was. Yeah, we can have a monocle on. <laughs> well, I'm, he, he's got the monocle, plus he's got the eyebrow thing going. So monocle, yeah. eyebrow, I think he's got you beat there, Andy. I, You know, that's. Oh, also, oh, did we wow. mention he's okay. enormous? He's a yes. physical specimen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I have something I, I think uh, I, I imagine Steve might be more excited about this than Andy, uh, that earlier this week, Marvel Television confirmed that uh, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger are actually doing a crossover. They're currently s- shooting both of those shows. I really enjoy. And um, th- there's a there's a, a change in tone between the two of them that uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle a crossover. But mostly uh, it th- this is a signal. I think that, um, you know, this, these properties are picking up steam. And I, I'm so relieved to hear that because now that they're going into their like third seasons, um, it, they're shows that are worthy of, of uh, attention. And so any of this, you know, I, my hope is it's not a stunt and, and that it's an, an actual legit crossover. And um, that they, it, it sounds like there is. Um, uh, some energy around Cloak and Dagger leaving Freeform and moving to Hulu. Uh, and with all of this transformation uh, around, you know, the Marvel machine, um, th- that could be a really good move for an, an, uh, an under uh, uh, underviewed property um, and one of my very favorite superhero teams. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Cloak and Dagger is has always been at the very top of my list. Super dark. Like those were kids that were straight up experimented on by drug cartels. And that <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? You had me at kids and drug cartels. So <laughs> uh, anyway, it's very wow. exciting. And Elizabeth Hurley, actually, of all people, Elizabeth Hurley is going to be joining the season three uh, run of Runaways. Um, you know, again, picking up some some more sort of name brand uh, name brand. What name does brand. that mean? I don't it's know. too early uh name recognition i don't know if that could be uh could be stunt cam uh, casting but they're bringing her on as morgan lefay that's a big character um it is uh, the live action debut of that character it should be really fun um so i'm i, I think it's uh, i think there's a lot of promise going on in the small screen uh not just the disney plus uh announcements so um still stuff going on on the other end of the marvel tv spectrum I'm curious how all of that is going to continue once Disney Plus really takes off. Like, are they going to continue partnerships for some of these shows, or are they pretty much going to cut the cord on everything except Disney Plus properties? Yeah, that would be sad. It it would be sad. What I would much rather see happen is Kevin Feige getting control of all of these properties. Like, let's just bring them all in and still have the street-level defenders, still have the street-level heroes. Like, we need those in the universe. Well, that's, yeah, because Disney Plus isn't going to do any of the dark stories and so it would be it would be nice to see them stick with some of those in some other and uh, hulu places, is so. the is but, the channel yeah. for that with disney's stake in it and yeah. uh, continued consolidation of ownership um it, that right. that seems to be where we're going to go for the harder stuff yeah Okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed season one of, of Runaways. I uh, have not gotten around to season two yet. See, Cloak and Dagger is on Freeform, and I yeah, I just haven't had room to add another show. So now I've got to 
got to shoehorn that one in. See, but I'm, you really I'm, do, Steve. I, I, I actually think I think you would like it more than the others okay. um, in yeah. terms of the small screen stuff. It is, okay. um, it, it, again, it is darker, but uh, goodness, those kids are great. Uh, Olivia Holt and Ty, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Aubrey Joseph and Olivia Holt uh, are great. Ty is the actual character name. Uh, so I'm I, I, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a big fan of those two. I think they're great on screen together. It's a great little cast. So See, um, I've, I've been having people encourage me to go over and watch the boys on Amazon Prime for what apparently is a really yeah. dark superhero uh, take on that. And so I've got one more. Thing to add to my what? What am I going to squeeze right, in? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm starting to feel like Andy. I don't have time for all these TV shows. Dag Nabbit. Dag Nabbit. <laughs> who that? That's uh, Neil Gaiman. Is that who did the boys or um, the concept? Is that whose story it is? I can't remember whose it is. Written by Garth Ennis and. Oh, yeah. that's who it is, Garth Ennis, right? I I still have two more episodes of Stranger Things season three to what? wrap up. What? I know where, where, it's I know. been a month, Pete. Come I on, St- I I am in not <laughs> did, a good way. How did you not just take care of that in a week? We took care of that in a day and a half, I think, over here because because I was in the middle of the Umbrella Academy <laughs> at the time. Oh, okay, all right. And then I traveled, and yeah. nobody. All yeah, right. it's just not a thing. Anyway, so. Uh, I'm, I still have to wrap up my Starcourt uh, mall experience, and then I'm moving on to the boys. That was so July ago, Pete. Come on, it's August. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's do trailers. All right, let's do it. I think Whoa, we have an A24, right? Not only an A24, but it was the first one put up. So I, I think that Steve I gets to go first. I don't. I thought, I thought there was you only had, one. You, isn't yours A24? Oh, no, no, no yours is, is not A24. That's right. Yours is... I don't even remember what yours is. Some, Something else. else. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised because <laughs> I posted this last night, and I thought, oh, geez, I haven't checked. They've probably... I mean, as I said, I was still prepping my, you know, sword duel list until about, what, <laughs> six or seven last night. I was like, what? Okay, so... I was surprised because yeah. there was a tie when I checked, and I had to throw in my vote just to uh, just. It's Yeah. Well, you know, you no, pre-manipulate. That's, that's I manipulate <laughs> So I was surprised that I wasn't in a position where, oh, geez, I have to find a trailer that these two guys haven't picked already. Uh, so it was, it was an open field for for trailer picks. So I found this little little film from A24 that when I watched the trailer I was eager to see the credits because I thought this just feels like one of these young adult novels that got adapted somehow and it's got sort of a darker tone to it what is this book because this seems like something I'd be really interested in reading and it's not I was really surprised. This is from it's, first... wait it's not something you're interested in no, reading no no it's well I can't because there's no book there is no book to read on this one. This is a, a film from first-time writer-director Kevin McMullen. Uh, I see he'd done like a short before this, but it's about three kids during the summer, you know, hanging out, getting into trouble, but they discover some good old-fashioned treasure, you know, gold doubloons, and this causes some rifts between the guys and their little gang of friends, and particularly this character, Red, who seems to be the the boy gone bad. And, you know, the, the line that really caught my attention uh, was, you know, the dad who's in the police, you know, telling one of the boys, you know, this is, this is your origin story. You've got to decide whether you're going to be the good guy or the bad guy. Uh, it's called Low Tide. It just, you know, it's in my wheelhouse there of like teen adventure movies. Uh, so I'm intrigued to see where, you know, how this holds up. Uh, as I said, that it seems like a familiar story. Uh, so it's not breaking a lot of new ground, but I, I like the concept and it's hitting theaters October 4th. So we'll we'll see. Is October the new December, as we've been saying, or is that September that's the new December? I don't know. Um, <laughs> or or is October right, the new yeah, November? I, I don't know. Or but, really, what? Uh, what is this is one that it looks like a smaller film. It's probably not going to play, you know, wide. I I can't imagine not any uh, big names on this one, but just seems like a really solid story that again focused on the teens, giving them you know something exciting to watch. What did you guys think? I was excited to see uh, just kind of the the cast, uh, largely, that looked like they were just doing some great stuff here. 
I, I think that it's it's always nice to see young people who can act well. And and Jaden Martell, I am most familiar with him from uh, from yes. it. He just was, I, which I just happened to rewatch, and he plays uh, the George? young uh, Mike, I believe. Uh, no, he's not George. Oh, he is. Isn't he George? Is he George? No, George is the oh, one who uh, gets Bill. taken. Yeah, he's he's right, George's Bill. older brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but then he was also in uh, Midnight Special and uh, St. Vincent, and he's clearly a guy who's been just growing up to do some some great stuff. And I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes with uh, with his career. And the, you know, I, it it is a really interesting story, and I'm curious to see what these guys are going to do with it, especially since it really does seem to focus largely on these kids and make the story about them more than the kind of adults in their world. So I'm really curious to see what is, uh, what is going to, uh, come of this one. So yeah, it's definitely piqued my curiosity. And of course it's got the a 24 stamp on it. So that, uh, that well, doubles my interest. Also interesting is a movie like this, you'd figure would be just treading that PG 13 territory, but this is going R with for, for language, violence and teen drug use. So it, like I said, it's got this this darker bent to it, uh, so I'm I'm really interested to see how that you know take, yeah. taking what is your you know typical teen movie. Oh, we've got the the adults that don't really know what's going on, and it, it almost becomes like a comic element, or it's just so cliche. Here, knowing that it, it looks like it has darker tones to it, I'm I'm intrigued to see. How, it reminds me of um, Mean Creek. I don't know if you guys remember with that oh, one. Yeah. yeah, where you've got oh, yeah. teens a, off on their own really and it just one. goes into some really dark territory. So, Pete, what about you? Well, it's it's the Goonies, but nobody likes each other. And I, <laughs> I think that's, that's great. You know, I read this article this morning. I thought this was really interesting. Speaking of Jaden Martell, uh, what is the name of the little gang in It, the Circle of Idiots? The Losers they call Club? Them? The Losers Club. That's right. Um, <laughs> the Circle of Idiots. Yes. That's, 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 that's the they, anchor version of, of It. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they this this is the first time I've 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 heard this. You know, we've heard of these characters. Uh, you know, actors who are uh, you know aging out of their roles, or they want to do flashbacks, and so you'll get you know Robert Downey Jr. de-aged playing the piano on stage or something like that. So they de-age these actors. Well, they they actually had to de-age the Circle of Idiots for it too. And I'm like, really, we're we're de-aging children now. They're they're not young enough. Uh, well, it turns out these this they. Uh, they did age over the two years since they shot this movie, and they, they and so uh, we have a whole new age group to be circumspect of their CG um, appearance <laughs> on screen. Uh, so anytime I see a kids movie, I'm like, oh, the sequel will be made in ten years, but they'll all look exactly the same. <laughs> oh my god! Sure. Uh, anyway, I think it looks great. I think uh, Jaden Martell, obviously, Shea Wingham uh, is, is another uh, that I'm super into uh, in terms of just uh, he's amazing uh so i'm I, I i think the cast looks great i i love that they're they're taking some r-rated risks uh with it i'm i, I like the idea that they're going to take it into a little bit of a darker place and and um uh yeah i'm i'm very excited about it when when can i watch it october 4th the new december oh or, or, right remember october yeah, the new that's december right, that's right that's right i was just here for yeah. that conversation yes, right christmas is the new independence day yes i'm very excited about this uh, so, Andy. All right. My trailer is for a, a film that uh, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what this one is going to be. This is A Million Little Pieces, a, a new drama directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. And uh, this is the uh, adaptation of kind of a... Uh, a book that had some notoriety for being a personal memoir that turned out to be largely fictionalized, uh, written by James Frey. Uh, it's uh, and there was quite a bit of controversy about it because, I mean, a lot of people said it was their favorite book of the year. It's this memoir of drug addiction and crime and a journey to sobriety, and uh, you know, received quite a bit of uh, of uh, he he received quite a bit of grief afterward when uh, he said it was, was that, largely was fictionalized that the thing and all that, blew that came up with to pass. Oprah too. Like, which she brought him on the show. Yes. Was that the was this that book? Okay, yeah, all right. And uh, the but he still writes, and and he's been writing a lot of stuff. He's he did um, uh, I am number four. 
which is, I think, part of a, a young adult series, um, which had been adapted into a film already. And, you know, I guess my impression of all of this is that if the story is good and honest, I guess it maybe it doesn't matter if it's <laughs> falsely marketed as a memoir, because this trailer looks really interesting. I'm very intrigued. I think the story of addiction and trying to break free of it can obviously create really strong uh, stories because there's a lot of opportunity for um, actors to portray really interesting things. Uh, in this particular case, we have Aaron Taylor Johnson, who, you know, he kind of uh, comes or goes for me as far as uh, what I think of him, but I, I think in this particular trailer, he looks pretty interesting. And this is directed by uh, Sam Taylor Johnson, who is, uh, I, did they meet when, uh, when she was making Nowhere Boy? I want to say, um, I can't remember what the relationship is between the two well, Taylor Johnsons. They're, they're married. Um, yeah. Cause they're well, married, right? Uh, yeah. As was it nowhere boy I, or it was after I that, right? Know. I'm just looking at IMDb and puzzled by the fact that her name, she was born Samantha Louise Taylor Wood. So shouldn't she be Samantha Louise Taylor, Taylor Johnson? I don't know. I don't know how that <laughs> Taylor, 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 Taylor Johnson. Wood? I don't know. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> it gets very complicated. Regardless, um, yeah. So it, it's an interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the whole story is. Confirmed. The they them. did meet but on the set of Nowhere Boy. Well oh, okay. Done. Okay. It was, it was Nowhere, Nowhere Boy. Boy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so he's in it. He plays the addict. He's yeah. playing James Frey here, and he's brought into this uh, clinic uh, for treatment by his brother uh, Charlie Hunnam. Uh, who is somebody that I've really grown to like over the years. I, I There were times where I was kind of not that excited when I saw that he was in a film, but I've kind of grown to appreciate him as an actor. And I think it's some more of his uh, recent projects that he's done, like The Lost City of Z. That, and, and of course, uh, going all the way back to Nicholas Nickleby, which I totally forgot he was in. But it's stuff like Pacific Rim and stuff that I wasn't that excited about. But um but it's also got Billy Bob Thornton in it. It's got Giovanni Ribisi, uh, David Dostelmachian we've talked about before, uh, Juliette Lewis. And so it looks like it could be an interesting film with some honest performances by some great actors. And so despite where the source material is from and the controversy around it, I think it looks pretty interesting. What did you guys think? I, I, yeah, I, this is I worry that this is one of those movies that um, it, it, just because of the subject material, I'm always going to prioritize something else. And so in order for me, to, I'll probably enjoy it. But in order for me to see it, you will probably have to force me to watch it like as part of a series or something like that. That And I'll really sure, enjoy it sure, when I, we do. I get it. But it, it's just it. It's it looks like it's one of those that's going to be easy to to hide from. That being said, I you know I I, I am a I I think you could say I'm an Aaron Taylor Johnson fan like straight up. Uh, you know I think his um, uh, it, it was Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. It was actually I'll tell you what it was. It was uh, <laughs> it was Quicksilver. No, it was uh, it was Nocturnal Animals. Actually, wasn't he? he yeah. Was, that's, yeah. That, yeah, that's really the one true. that that and it makes all the other ones great. But of course, I, I've uh, I really I'm, I loved the first Kickass movie. I wasn't as much a fan of the second one, but uh, I was big a big fan of the first one. And so I I think he's uh, got a, a lot of um, a lot going for him. He's a, he's got a, a hell of a CV, and um, this looks like a, a chance for him to really showcase. Is it Oscar bait? Is it, um, you know, is it that sort of a movie? I, I don't know. I, as, as far as James Frey, you know, he wrote I Am Number Four as Pitticus Lore. And um, I, I actually th thought in terms of that sort of YA superhero kind of alt um, alternate universe thing, it actually worked pretty well. And the book series, my kids devoured it. Um, number four, number five, they have they all, all the numbers are represented and uh, they, they really enjoyed it. it. It seemed like great fodder for a series that, that never quite took off. Um, so, it, you know, I, 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 is it weird that the, that the memoirist fictionalized memoir blew over did, or, or did he just handle that well? 
Well, I think in the world of uh, authors, it's a little easier, perhaps, to you know just put a pen yeah. name on a book and have it released, and people you know don't really worry so much about it, and you can find your way back that way. Whereas in acting, you know, your face is well, right and, there. And so. the Pitticus Lore stuff he wrote before um, a million little pieces. So, yeah, did he? Oh, I thought it came. Well, the movie, the, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the I'm, movie did, but he he had written the books long before. Yeah, not long, but oh, probably okay. okay, several years. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, you know, Steve? It's a, there's some really amazing visuals in this, but I, it, I have to separate myself. You know, separate the person from the art that has been created. And that's, that's always one of those struggles because you can, you can get down that slippery slope where if you're like, you know, Scientology is a really bad thing. Okay. So you're going to not watch any John Travolta or Tom Cruise movies ever, you know, or the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. It's just, right. Yeah. How do you handle that? So this is one where I think based on, you know, people love the story. It's a compelling story. I haven't read the book. But I'm, I'm looking at the saying, this looks like a really well done take on these addiction struggle story that we've seen, you know, multiple times of, you know, going back. I recall in the 80s, there was the Michael Keaton clean and sober one. There was a, a Sandra Bullock one, right, yeah. um, 28 days or something like that. So mm-hmm. this one really looks like it's. That was before yes. the zombies. That's right. <laughs> That's it takes <laughs> later. Later. Right. later. So I, I think yeah, it looks like a real. Like I said, these visuals are, are really compelling to me. Again, it's not one that I'm not an Aaron Taylor Johnson fan, and I, I hope this is maybe the vehicle that really showcases his his ability here. Uh, I think you know Billy Bob Thornton looks hilarious in this. <laughs> He's playing a sort of a. I don't know if it's it's comic relief or it's just you're in that you're in such a dark place. You've got to be able to laugh at, at some things to to get through that, um, you know. Yeah, I think that's uh, part so, of it. Right? Uh, yeah, it's it's coming. When is this coming out? December. So, yeah, possibly Oscar bait. Um, but, yeah, I'm sort of with Pete. It's not one that I'm going to rush out to go see because I don't know this is a story I want to put myself through, but I know I'll probably uh, kick myself for not having watched it earlier by the time I get around to seeing it, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something to that. It's it's one that definitely piques my curiosity. I mean, obviously, you know, Sam and Aaron both Mm -hmm. co-wrote this. They both adapted it uh, themselves, and then obviously they're kind of the directing acting team behind it. So I think it, they have a passion for the story, but also it is one of those things where they may be able to garner a little more recognition yeah. for it. So who knows? But you're right. This does open uh, December 6th here in the U.S., a little earlier in the U.K. and Ireland. It they, uh, opens oh, August 30th wow. over there and then Russia December 5th. So, so get our friends over line. in the U.K. and Ireland yeah. can let us know what they think uh, very soon. Okay, my trailer is I, I I feel like we've spoken of it before, but just that the movie was coming. I don't we, we, we haven't talked about the trailer. Now we have a date. I'm talking about Driven. This is the story of uh geez, my favorite car, John DeLorean's quest to design the ultimate car of the future. No, I don't want one. No, I don't really need to drive one. But I do love that it exists in history, in the long arc of history. And this story, it it tells the story of of his downfall because of his friendship with an FBI informant played by Jason Sudeikis. I am charmed by the fact that they are making this movie. Lee Pace, I I adore. I think, you know, I, I just fell in love with his work when he was in Pushing Daisies, which is one of the most inventive television shows that was canceled way before its time. Uh, Corey Stoll is fantastic. He's a special agent. Uh, Judy Greer is in this as the wife of uh, the informant. Uh, It is a wonderful cast uh, telling a story that I, I think just it it demands you questioning reality that this is not fiction, that the whole DeLorean mess was not a fiction because it's it's that crazy. And I'm excited that we get a, a, a movie about it. I you know, it it looks a little bit uh, soft, but 
uh, it was written by Colin Bateman, or as he's better known, uh, just Bateman. Uh, he's a novelist and screenwriter. He's from uh, Northern Ireland, and he's written some really interesting things. Uh, the fact that he came out and, and wrote this um, this film, I think, is uh, uh, it intrigues me. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Um, I, I know him first and foremost as a novelist, um, but... Um, uh, but I'm I'm excited about it. What do you guys think? I it's funny. I watched this trailer and I I think I struggle because of the Sudeikis factor, and I kept wanting to laugh because it all looked like it was supposed to be yeah. some broad yeah. comedy. And I kept going, okay, I'm not laughing. What's going on here? Why does this not feel right? I appreciate comedic actors uh, when they can do stuff beyond what they uh, normally do. But for some reason, this just looks like it's supposed to be funny because of him. And I struggled with the trailer the whole time because I kept waiting for it to be just like a kind of a dumb comedy. And so it looks like a really interesting story. And I hope it ends up working. And I don't know if it will because the trailer made me feel like it already failed. Oh, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> is that no, weird? No, I totally get it. And I think the Sudeikis factor is a is, is a, a complicating one. But I think that guy is enormously talented. And um, and I just oh, really I, too, I, but... I, I, I think mm. that I go into it with that faith of just wanting him to make that turn and and to be appreciated beyond the comedy. And I'm right with you. Like I look at it and, I, and it's such a weird story. And frankly, Lee Pace in that hair is it's hard not to look at that and think that's, that's right. there that's going for broad comedy. So um, now I hear right. you. I totally right. do. <laughs> well, Steve? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sort of in the same situation. I I'm right there with with Jason Sudeikis. I think he he has that potential to make that turn. I think where things go wrong with this and I'm just assuming based on IMDb listing, I'm looking at the director um, Nick Ham, and Nick I'm not Hamm, seeing yeah. anything that shows me, wow, he can handle something like this. And it's, to me, this is almost like, you know, uh, has the potential to be that epic, like Scorsese, you know, like Wolf of Wall Street, like let's explore all of these things that were going on or a Soderbergh project. But it, as Andy says, it looks like it's it's trying to ride this line between telling a story, but also just i know things get ridiculous and it sort of I, the first thing that came to mind was actually uh the, the matt damon one the informant which also yes. was sort of this like mm. does it know what film it's trying to be is it you know but it you had a character that knew i don't know or just i guess you you knew that you had a ridiculous character to start with and it's not as clear that it's as self-aware as that. And so then when it got to the end and it said, oh, in theater, streaming and video all on the same date, I thought, oh, OK, this is just getting yeah. dumped out <laughs> all at well, once. And let's be clear. It's it's cresting six point five stars or six point four stars in the IMDb scale. It barely makes the six star rule. Yeah. And so it makes me nervous. And, and I so I, I bring this trailer today knowing full well that it's a trailer of faith and hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we get it in the U.S. Uh, it's it's uh, L.A. premiere was uh, July 29th. We get it. Uh, <laughs> Steve's word dumped on August 16th in the U.S. <laughs> August 22nd in Croatia. November 1st in the U.K. So uh, there, there we go. are. Yeah. All well, right. you know, it, it, Pete, it may be a guilty pleasure for you. We, you can it, you can it that way. Maybe this I will be a know. guilty Steve, pleasure. Is it, is it is it okay to have a guilty pleasure before you've seen the movie? Are we? Is it? Sure. Have we accelerated <laughs> fandom that much? Well, I, I, or you put it on the, I, I hope that one day I can love this movie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy is sending pictures Will of I? himself in a DeLorean. Oh, there you go. Just oh, for you guys. Andy. Oh, did you actually get to drive it on that yeah. fine day? No, I didn't. I just got to sit in it. Hmm. That's okay. It was yeah. still fun to sit a in. Weird car. I love it. It is a weird car, and it feels weird when you're in it because it just doesn't feel like it's actually well designed. You're like, things don't seem like they're yeah. positioned that well. But all right, I guess it, it was positioned in a way that they thought it would be good for the yeah, future back in the eighties. Right. 
the 80s were not <laughs> known as a, a, a decade of good judgment. So that is true. The DeLorean is a result <laughs> of that. <laughs> All right. Let's right. do uh, right. let's do lists. All right. All right. I think Steve gets to go first. Uh, we are, of course, talking about uh, terrible movie disguises. This was uh, from The Adventures of Robin Hood, which we discussed this week. And uh, we're yeah, going to kick I, it off. Steve, gonna, what, where are we going to start? We're going to start with what do we mean by like terrible movie disguises? Because. Well, that's. Uh, I think we can all yeah, come up yeah, with our so own determinations of that. Well, so I'm yeah, curious what I yours is. I tried to stick with is it. As I recall from the discussion last week, it it was, oh, gosh, there's no way this costume would fool anybody, uh, which I had to draw a line with that. Say, OK, is it is it a, is it a disguise where within that world you're thinking, oh, this is just not not reasonable that people would be fooled by this, uh, which to me is different from an attempt to actually make a, a disguise, but having the filmmakers fail to actually make it look like a good disguise, but that it's supposed to be. I don't know. I was all over the place. My searches kept turning up the same, like six movies all over the place. And I didn't agree with a lot of them. So <laughs> I'm going to start and picking my rule of always pointing back to another episode. I'm going to go with the classic, Ocean's 13, The Nose Plays. The Nose Plays. Matt Damon's nose mm. in Ocean's 13. Horrible movie disguise. Yeah, that's one that's... Uh, oh, I was torn <laughs> on that one because that was... I, I was We talked about it on the show. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. it's terrible and it's terrible in the... It's supposed to be terrible it's, kind exactly. of way. I yes. wondered about yeah, that. Right. Like, uh, like, is that the... is that Because I have one of those picks too. And so we'll see. Okay. And it that's is. the dilemma because, I mean, I, I, went, I went through the same battle on my end because I'm like, okay, so there's terrible movie disguises that, uh, you know, everyone in the film is acknowledging this is a terrible mm, movie disguise. disguise or terrible disguise. But, it, you know, it kind of works. And then there's the ones that are kind of like, um, it's terrible, yet everyone in context of the film buys it. <laughs> And and there are the ones that uh, that just are I should never have been done, and that's where I'm starting. I'm actually going to be uh, starting with looking into uh, the James uh, Bond <laughs> franchise, Steel. which which yes. has a few that are certainly worth talking about. <laughs> one um, rises for above my the, first above one. The West. <laughs> <laughs> you only uh, live yes. twice. Yeah, <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> Going under disguise as a uh, citizen of Japan <laughs> with uh, some, quote, plastic <laughs> surgery, which really means a bad haircut and some fake eyebrows and uh, some some padding added over yeah. his eyes, I guess. It, yeah. It's terrible. The fact that anyone buys the fact that, uh, that Sean Connery is suddenly Japanese is just nonsense, which is frustrating because this is really one of my favorite James Bond movies. I love it. Uh, the the whole volcano uh, battle at the end is just fantastic, but this element of it is just bananas. So that's where I'm starting. You only live twice. It's a good steal. It's a uh. solid steal. Uh, that was that was number one on my list with a bullet. Mm, yeah, that also absolutely. covers the offensive disguises as subcategory yes. as well. Does, does yeah. it really? Because yeah. I'd like to open the bidding. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'd like to open the bidding with a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. That's right. Robert Downey Jr. playing an Australian in blackface impersonating a Vietnamese farmer. Now, this this is my The Nose Plays pick, right? Like, it's supposed oh. to be offensive. It's That's where the comedy comes in. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. just owns it. Like, he owns every single inch of this uh, of this sequence, the layer upon layer. But they are equally terrible disguises. And so I have to go uh, with this particular okay. one. Uh, oh, my goodness. I struggle with that being called a disguise <laughs> because it's an actor in a performance but, and everybody acknowledges that. He's not no, trying no, to fool anybody. No, no, but when anybody, he dresses up as the Vietnamese. Uh, it's still... As the Vietnamese, yeah, that's the final one that is the disguise, <laughs> Andy. That's true. I love that's that true. movie. That's such a great movie. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Steve, your okay. second pick. The second one. Um, 
And this is a category I tried to avoid because it's just it's just so easy uh, to to not do it well. And often it's it's played for for comic effect. And I I tr- was trying to maybe stay away from oh this is a bad bad disguise, but we're in a comedy, so it's hilarious that you know people believe this. And uh, anyway, it's there's so much going on in in these picks trying to get to the bottom of this. But I went with men dressed as women. And it is, yes, for comic effect, but it also is compounded by the fact that the actual disguise falls apart because Pintel and Rigetti, as as part of the zombie crew of the um, Black Pearl, when they go into the moonlight dressed as women, it is the fact that they are actually skeletal, I think, that gives gives them away, not the fact that they are these pirates that are dressed as women in a rowboat out in the middle of the ocean. Sort of like, as I, th- I think as Rigetti says, oh, it's sort of like the Greeks, except instead of being in a horse, we're dressed as women. And that was that was the, the design of their plan. <laughs> In Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, that's actually a good pick. Just for that line alone, that yes. gives me a good chuckle. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't think much of those uh, films are that franchise, but that's uh, yeah. that's a really funny line. The fact that I don't even remember who those characters well, are, oh, I think, says on. everything it's the, about it's the two, what I think it's about the two guys. The one with the, with the wooden eye, you know. Those, yeah, those it's two, the comic pirates. Yes, the comic right. pirates. Oh, I love I yeah. love that franchise. It's so much fun. Uh, for my second pick, I am I'm going to jump into an animated film, and for all intents and purposes. It's a disguise that really should have worked because of the context of it. I'm talking about the 1992 film Aladdin. Uh, Andy, twice, really? Uh, another yeah, steal. I'm, I'm totally stealing it. Don't you know? List right Andy now. always has a Disney film on his list. It's his hidden world that he doesn't tell us about. So stay away it's, from Disney, and you will find. I know. It's it my Woody Allen, man. Yeah, it's my exactly. Woody you're, it's not my fault that you forgot another Woody Allen opportunity. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, Prince or, or that Aladdin asks the genie who is magic, basically, to turn him into a prince and the disguise fools, uh, fools Princess Jasmine, even though he looks like Aladdin dressed up. It's it's nonsense. It's like if you're going to turn him into a prince, make him look different, you know, go the extra yard and just and make him look like a different person but no he looks exactly like aladdin just in a nice outfit uh you know in context of the movie it's it's fine but seriously it's one of those disguises that when you step back you're like he's just in different clothes why you know, does there was a, there was a behind the know. scenes of that where they actually put aladdin <laughs> in blackface as a vietnamese fisherman so <laughs> it was it didn't play no for audiences. Well, they didn't turn him into no, a Japanese person, so I guess. <laughs> all right. Dumb disguise. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was all right. My next one is a movie that uh, we were talking about guilty pleasures. This one is high on the list, but I, even I, have to step up and say, really, this is just an opportunity to put Val Kilmer in a lot of wigs. And that is The Saint. Uh, I do love this movie, and it's one of those movies that I have, uh, I have it. I had it on VHS, and then, of course, I had to get it on DVD, and now I think I have it digitally. I just keep—this is one of those movies. It's, like, right there next to Ronan, which is a better movie. But I still have The Saint. I still like The Saint, but the disguises are straight-up terrible. And when you look at—especially when you look at stills of the disguises, all of the disguises, they're all terrible. And, you know, they're all Val Kilmer with the same smirk. The same smirk, except for the one where he plays the scientist with the <laughs> with the hair. And and if you look at the picture oh, yes. of him sitting in the room of other scientists, it, like it's so easy to pick out the one who's the spy. Like it's every one of these <laughs> is the one. Yeah, it's terrible. So there you go. That's it. Val Kilmer, the saint. The best is the internet uh, side by sides of him and uh, the yes. nerdy professor <laughs> because the they, they look closer in relation to, <laughs> to anything else. Uh, do true. Uh, there you go. Oh, uh, yes. So bad. 
and you know, I will say to that movie's credit, I mean, it's a movie full of terrible disguises that for some illogical reason always work. But the one that actually worked for me is when he goes face to face with the villain and he's dressed like the villain and they're looking at each other. And I'm like, he actually yeah. does a pretty good job of pulling that one totally. disguise yeah, and That off. is a great point. Thank you for redeeming my pick, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Steve. Uh, this That was a, another uh, uh, branch of bad disguises where it's just like basically yes. bad wigs. Oh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the... F- once it was revealed that we were doing these these terrible movie disguises, this is the first one that came to mind. And I have not seen this movie in a really, really long time. Uh, but I just I remember watching this film as a young kid on TV. And so the, I think this guy starts off OK, but it quickly degrades. And you're realizing that no, this disguise is no longer working. I'm talking about. Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther Strikes Again when he is disguised as the dentist and his nose, his his prosthetic nose starts melting off of his face. And there's a clip on YouTube for it. I haven't seen it forever. It's still hilarious. The fact that, you know, it's Inspector Clouseau. Nothing he does ever works out well, including this disguise is my number one pick for terrible movie disguises. I'm all over that one. I you have, have to not plead, seen that? Uh the fifth of, of I've never seen other than what's the very the, first one called that's not actually shot in the something dark? Pink Panther shot what? in the dark. That's the only one of the Pink Panther movies oh. I've ever seen. I've seen clips of the others, oh but I've never actually seen the, wow. the entirety you, of any of them. How did you get through childhood? Yeah, it's, I'm worried about that. They just oh like so dumb. Oh. For crying out loud. New series, Pink yes. Panther. Oh, thank you, Pete. Oh, thank no. you. What have thank I done? You. Oh, that's, Andy, oh, you should know. Never, never I, admit I, those things. You so, just owned it. This is our this is oh, our Rocky series of 2020. <laughs> All right. The, then the Saw franchise will be coming right afterward. It's Just amazing remember, how this is. I have access got, to the list too. From Rocky to Robin Hood to Cronenberg, and yeah. next year it'll be Pink Panther to Saw. <laughs> <laughs> the entire next reel is becoming just a series of payback. <laughs> oh my god! That's right. <laughs> Brilliant pick, Steve. I applaud you. Thank you, Andy. What is your? What's your next? And those steal? are movies full oh, yeah. of disguises. Oh, just, yeah. just to yes. say, right. Your final steal right. for my final pick. I'm I'm going to a film that uh, I think probably would have been something I loved as a kid. And actually, by the time I saw it, I mean, it came out when I was, uh, you know, a teenager in high school. Um, I still enjoyed it. And it was a fun film because of what it was. And uh, it's a franchise that certainly they've continued uh, to grow with and and uh, work on and improve or, or tear apart, however you want to define it. But uh, this, it still is kind of a fun film. I'm curious about revisiting it, but also I'm nervous. It is the 1990 uh, film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the uh, turtles designed by uh, Jim Henson's uh, Creature Shop. And there are things about this movie that I really remember enjoying quite a bit. And there's some movie, some elements that I think were pretty stupid. Um, But all that aside, I bring this up for one specific reason, and it is because it is when Raphael, the the uh, red masked turtle, decides to go out on the town, and I really can't remember why, but he puts on a trench coat and a hat, and that pretty much convinces everybody that he's a human walking around on the streets. No one has a problem with that, the fact that there's basically a giant walking, talking turtle walking around, except for a cab driver, weirdly, who who says, oh, when the guy's like, what was that? He's like, I don't know, it looked like a turtle in a trench coat or something like that. It's an odd, <laughs> it's really odd that nobody recognizes the fact that this is actually a walking, talking turtle. And so, I don't know, it's just, it really strikes me as funny that this is a disguise that convinces everybody that it's just another human. But uh, anyway, that's my final pick, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I Just the red mask sells it. Yes. The red mask yeah. nails it. That's <laughs> yeah. really... My, uh, my final pick is another pick from 1997, uh, following up on The Saint, because uh, two of my picks were stolen 
I'm going to uh, the, the to a deeper cut, but but <laughs> okay. I feel like this has become more appropriate because of my Saint pick, where it was Val Kilmer in in disguises, uh, and and as much as I wanted to pick another Val Kilmer movie like that one where he dressed up like Jim Morrison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go instead with the only slightly better uh, 1997 Bruce Willis vehicle, the Jackal, in which we get to see Bruce Willis putting on all kinds of wigs and mustaches uh, as the imprisoned IRA fighter uh, uh, freed to help stop the brutal, seemingly faceless assassin. Uh, and, you know, Richard Gere was in it. Sidney Poitier was in it. This had it. This was just like it, it was the making of a, a great movie. And then they put Bruce Willis in the long hair surfer blonde wig and it was all over i just it was it was all over you know what's funny is i almost brought this up as an example uh when i was talking about the saint and yeah, the bad wig yeah. genre i almost threw this in but I'm yeah. like, oh, just in case yeah. someone picks it <laughs> i better not lo and yeah. behold yeah that was a that was a pretty terrible one and it's funny because i was not uh i was convinced that you were going to say uh team america as your last <laughs> choice so i didn't purposely pick that one because i'm like well i don't want to steal all three of pete's choices but <laughs> i love that you were caretaking so well andy well done well done the codependence <laughs> in our relationship is noted for the record uh, yeah shining through yeah. uh good list funny list <laughs> I, almost none of these movies do I want to go watch again. Well, some of them I do. I think it's uh, too great. Uh, maybe uh, uh, speaks well of our movie going choices that uh, I'm assuming because none of us saw them, but that uh, neither White Chicks nor The Master of Disguise ended up on our lists. But I think as I was doing research, those popped up on pretty much every every uh, thing. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen those. Yeah, I can't bring them up. I haven't up. seen... Uh... <laughs> well, no, I think I did. Well, I must have run a Master of Disguise at one point when it first came out on video, but I don't remember it that well. But White Chicks, oh gosh, why would I? Oh, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I have to say I, I haven't yeah. seen that as well. Although I, I will not uh, go so far as to say that those they've, they've never done funny things. I just was, that was not a movie that was made for me. Yes. So, yeah. All right, so that uh, that wraps up our list this week. What are we doing next week? Oh, I'm so ill prepared. Uh, this is going to be uh, Robin and the Seven Hoods. Okay, so it's a little shift in uh, in the type of Robin Hood story we're going to be talking about. So we've got you know 30s gangsters we could do. Oh, singing singing mobsters, singing mobsters. <laughs> Singing. Yeah, uh, yeah, singing genre. monsters. We got to throw that in there. Okay, okay, singing That's monsters. That's officially is my in pick. There. I stand I down. Good luck. Oh, yeah, well, that's what everyone's going to vote on, and uh, so I may not actually end up on the show next week. Just, just letting you know. Okay, singing monsters is uh, Pete throwing that one in. Uh, we also have um, what else do we have in that one? We've got. Let's see. Peter Falk is fantastic. We have great cameo in that one with uh, Edward G. Robinson. Oh, great we cameo. Do great, I don't think okay. you've great, great cameos. cameos. Okay. Okay. Great cameos. Putting that one down. And have you seen that one, Steve? No, I haven't. Um, let's see. We have. Uh, is there something we could do revolving around rat packs or group of actors who work kind of together uh, you know, work, yeah. work sure. together often? Groups of actors that work together often. Look how easy that was. That was easy. It's, it's all because we opened easy. with singing mobsters. <laughs> That's the stuff, you guys. Easy. That's the from stuff. There. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's that's something. That is something. That is something. I won't say what it is, but it is something. Uh, our next T-shirt is you guys dressed up as mobsters singing. It's just a little art. I can't wait. Oh, we're going <laughs> to lean, lean only if, in. Only if they're yeah, singing just, the blob. Thank you, Andy. I was going to say, only if you're singing the blob. That's what yeah. we need. Andy dressed as a mobster singing the blob. There we go. <laughs> exactly what the world what, is not waiting for. He has to for. sing it with his Irish accent. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to show up for that. Ringtone. Yeah. Yep. Intern. <laughs> Start the recorder. <laughs> oh, All right. Geez. I got to go oh, uh, recreate, you guys. I am coming to you from Colorado Springs, the sunny, sunny capital of Colorado Springs. Oh, wait, you're there? Oh, so you survived the tornadoes? Because uh, have you been there all week? 
No, no, no. I just got in yesterday. Evening. Oh, okay. Because uh, Hannah's phone was blowing up earlier this week because of there was like imminent threat of like tornado destruction. So twisters running amok in Colorado Springs. They are. Yeah, that's been. It has happened. Yeah, and then there was in, also in downtown the long Longhorn steer that uh, got loose and was running around downtown and actually ran inside a bank. So there was there was a bull in a bank. Wow, that's yep. You can wacko. search that on the news. It's there. Your hometown. Oh, I Enjoy. love it. I love it. This is why this is why I'm from here. It's these stories. <laughs> anyway, uh, happy weekend, everybody. I uh, yeah. hope you find something great to watch. Indeed. Have a good one, everybody. Uh, we will be back to uh, to talk about uh, these wacky choices that we've just come up with for Robin and the Seven Hoods next week. Until then, thank you so much for being a Patreon supporter. And um, yeah, we appreciate you. Happy Saturday. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.